You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, so men, we're in our little hiatus week, uh, hiatus time still, yeah. until uh, Top Gun comes out. Yeah. And then uh, it's pretty close to Jurassic World, I think, is like the next <laughs> I forgot to tell you. Thing. Yeah, I actually, I actually was told last night that if I went to see... Uh, the Jurassic Park film without you, well, uh, with you, but without my girlfriend, we were breaking up. <laughs> and and at that point, I was just okay. like, so what if I've already seen it? How right. many days are we splitting up for? Because, <laughs> right. I mean, we live together. We got all this stuff together. And she goes, you haven't seen it, have you? And I just went, how many days? And then it turned into this thing that I could tell was getting serious. So I went, well, I haven't seen it yet. She's yeah. like, don't. I don't so, know. I'm I'm like so nervous about that. Me one. too. And it's weird too because uh, as we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, we're uh, in this weird place where some big things coming out. Yeah. Then most of the time uh, for the next few months, there's a, like a little bit of space, so yeah. that whatever that is can have a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so that, but so there are these big things. But I'm very scared of them all. You yeah. know, like for a while anyway. Like, I think you have um, good reason. Like Top Gun, I'm real worried about, uh, even though people say they love it and everything. Well. Um, but I just feel like uh, I almost would have a better feeling going into that movie if it was like camp. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how you feel about this specific thing now, but now I'm getting like... Hurt Locker vibes where too many people are saying this is a stunning piece right, of right, film. And I'm right. like, okay, you guys are wrong. Y- you guys and I are don't know what it is. paid well. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not looking to like be the contrarian. If it's great, I'm going to be happy as hell. Right, right. I, I'm an 80s kid. Okay, Top Gun. I mean, it's not ever on my top 10 list, except maybe like number one in films where the main character is named Pete Mitchell. Right. You know, maybe that's it. But well and they're hitting the quotes really hard on right. the, on Top right. Gun too. And I'll tell you, uh here's your little bit of insider information. <laughs> okay. Uh in the movie world. And uh, you know, I mean people know how it works to a certain extent, but you know, for the most part, people don't actually. Yeah. Uh and I don't know, maybe if you're <laughs> maybe if you listen to us, maybe you know some things. Uh-huh. I don't know. But, uh, you know, just to because it is really weird that this is so quote heavy, like with the little quotes and we uh, have the, you know, ad spots where it fills up the screen Mm -hmm. with tons of quotes. And and it's funny because uh, recently they've taken to doing that. And then in the really fine print, you realize like it's some handle on Twitter (laughs) is like what they're quoting and not necessarily uh, some sort of source. Right. But with this, they are. It's like actual outlets <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. Right. And uh, so so the bit of insider trivia here is that um, those things don't mean that person has reviewed the movie mm-hmm. or necessarily actually said that thing, right? Yeah. Because the way that it works uh, is that you go to like a press greeting or like a junket or something where they're you know showing it to people early, showing <laughs> it to press or whatever. 
and uh, and at these junkets uh, that they get all the press to come to, what happens is when you're leaving the theater, right? There is like one of their PR people there with like a clipboard. clipboard. Oh yeah, and there is like a giant list of quotes. Yeah, that, <laughs> circle they, whatever you there, feel. There are a bunch of little things, and they're yeah. like. Are there any of these that you would be okay with us attributing to you? Right, and you're like, and, and then they go, um, okay, that like yeah, I sort of feel that, like you know, when they have yeah. those things where it's just like two words, right, yeah. or or it's like best movie of the year, right. or like you know, spine tingling, yeah. or you know, exhilarating fun, right, right. Yeah. When it's like those little <laughs> tiny things, it's not actually because they pulled that out of their review, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's because when you were leaving, they said. Will you say this? Right. Can we say you said this or yeah. whatever? Yeah. And then you get, you know, then you've got like New York Times, Rolling Stone, right. all these people said that. Tomorrow their review will actually be written or, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, and it makes me nervous when they are really heavy on pushing those, yeah. you know, like because right. you will <laughs> always, they, you know, the little promo spots always have those quotes. Yeah. Um, but when you're looking at those quotes, right? Like uh, the longer they are, the more real they are. Right. right? The right. Lo- the longer the they put a quote on there, yeah. the more likely it is that you know that is actually a thing they found in their uh, in the review. Right. But it, it it does work both ways. I mean, just because somebody has one tiny thing doesn't mean that yeah. it isn't from their right. from their review or whatever. Right. But. Um, I don't know. This one just, it seems so weird. Like they are so hyping the reviews to it. It's like they're trying to get this whole like Emperor's New yeah, Clothes right. vibe going on where well, nobody <clears throat> dares to say that it's not good because everyone's already said it's good. Right. You and know you, and mean, now you'll be the social right. pariah. It also, it always reminds me, I don't know if you want to go through it now or then or even at all because it's, you know, it's up to you. You know, I can't make you do anything, but it reminds me of your you know, stellar takedown of Rotten Tomatoes, which most people, if if you're not aware of, and if you will go through it, I'll let you do it. But you've, you've always laid out a thing, because I've always been a Metacritic guy, but I remember you came in and you're like, look, here's the problem with Rotten Tomatoes. Like, you can be deceived by four votes, you know, right. in essence. So, and, and one of the things that they keep pushing is like a 98% Rotten Tomatoes score. And I always think you, and I'm like, yeah, but you got to put Mark Eastman's quote up here about Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Well, ju- I mean, just because, uh, I mean, it, it is, it's very deceptive because it, it, people think it means the same thing as having a Metacritic score of 98. Right. Right. And, right. and it doesn't mean anything remotely like that. Right. It means 98% of people said it was five or better. Right. And not only that, but not always like right. you get uh, you get put into the thing, even if you don't rate movies, <laughs> even if you don't put like a star rating or a number rating, yeah. you just write a review, which there are a lot of big yeah, you know, outlets that do that. They just have a review. They don't give it any kind of score, but you still get. Uh, you know, somebody reads it and like, goes, I feel like you mean that this is fresh. I think you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so it's it still just means that 98% of people rated it five or higher out of 10, right? right? So, right. 
you know, whatever. It's anyway, weird. it's a little deceptive, but but I'm a bit nervous going into that one. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the Jurassic Park one is the same thing. I am very yeah. scared of this thing. I, I feel like this is a movie uh, made almost entirely. I mean, obviously, it's like, hey, continue the franchise. We're going to make money. It doesn't matter what the movie is, right? Yeah. Uh, after the first two weekends, <laughs> right. we're, we're in the black. Right. And matter. it's like, it doesn't yeah. matter if, if everyone thinks it sucks. Yeah. Uh, but it's like almost exclusively made just to be able to have like these ad spots, you yeah. know, where it's got like during the Winter Olympics, we're having ads <laughs> right. uh, with the yeah. dinosaurs coming out on the ski slopes and yeah. whatnot. And, and just all of these... It's like just for having these weird moments, yeah. you know, where dinosaur, we get to film dinosaurs being right. in the regular world instead of this whole park yeah. thing, yeah. you know, it's so I don't know. I mean, and I didn't really love the last one anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, right. it was fine. It was okay, but uh, it wasn't, but it wasn't anything it that I thought, yeah, it did. It really did. It yeah. felt like, uh, it, it felt like a movie really kind of just made on like cruise control yep. and you know, the whole bad guy thing, right. it's like whatever. Yeah. And, and I mean, g- quite frankly, there's uh, you know, the animated camp Cretaceous yeah. show that came out of it or whatever, which I, I feel like is worth way more than the really? last yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that animated show with the little kids on yeah. the park is actually pretty cool. That's fun. That's great. Had some thought to evolved, it, right. you know, whatever. Right. Anyway, um, but as we uh, approach now, we're just like babbling for no reason. As we as we approach uh, getting into some bigger names, right? Uh, this week we've got men, right? Uh, which is, uh, you know, a movie by someone Alex Garland who has oh. some cool. Oh yeah, uh, you know movies behind him, right? Right, where it's like you know, hey man, we're we're, I don't know, trying to tell stories, pushing the envelope. Whether you like them or not, they're like different. Yeah, right, right. At least that, and uh, and this one is obviously too. And we're also going to cover uh, senior year and go back to the uh, Rebel Wilson one. Yeah. Before we jump into either of those movies, though, I, I just want to talk about a couple of things uh, because. If you're a regular listener, you know that uh, over the last few weeks, I've been trying to throw out some stuff that's on screening, and I'm not going to do like a whole uh, big thing. Um, The only two I want to mention right now, because I haven't uh, talked about them, is uh, now available is like new episodes on Netflix of Love, Death, and Robots, which is the, uh, if you're completely unfamiliar, it's like animated and it's basically sci-fi screwy stories. Right. And it's like episodic in the sense that, it, you know, each episode is just its own thing. Like Twilight Zone-ish. Right. Not, yeah. it, it's it's in that realm of how a show works, right? Yeah. It's some sci-fi screwy thing, but they're all self-contained and, right. you know, whatever. And I think there's like nine new episodes right around there. I mean, give or take an episode. And, uh, and, and, you know, the previous seasons of it, is, it's really cool. cool. And, and, it, and it's really cool, too. Like, there are a couple of them. It, like, each time more episodes <laughs> come out, there are a couple of them that I'm like, meh, all right, right. you know. 
but some of them are really awesome, yeah, that's right? Awesome. So it's like, uh, you, you know, you got to pick and choose. And uh, like some of them are, you watch this little thing and it's like the Twilight Zone. Right. Um, you know, for me, since you mentioned Twilight Zone, but it really is like Twilight Zone, you know? There are some episodes of the Twilight Zone where it's like, yeah, all right, you know? Yeah. And there are some episodes of the Twilight Zone that are just, you know, part of the culture. Right. I they mean, stay they with you. They've stayed with me. Right. right. They, yeah. they are. Yep. Uh, they are just parts of the world and they, you know, took over their great stories and everybody knows them or whatever. Yeah. And it is kind of funny because uh, it has made it so that I, I think just as a general background awareness, um, for people who even know what the Twilight Zone is, you know. God, that's but, frightening. But un- unless you're really old right. and you watch them all or whatever, right? right? Um, it, it's, it's weird because it has made it so that people don't realize how many episodes of the Twilight Zone yeah. there are. Yeah. Like, there are tons of them, but right. it's like these... You know, the ones that stand out. Whatever. Right. Anyway, but that is back, and those are really awesome. And What's that on? Is that... Sorry. That's on Netflix. It's Netflix. Okay, yeah. sorry. And, I, um, I've been meaning to check it out, but I, I couldn't remember where it was. There are... Uh, so, a couple other things. So, also on Netflix, uh, coincidentally, really, is uh, this new uh, movie. It's not new, I guess. It's been around, but now it's on Netflix. It's called RRR, and it is... A movie from mm-hmm. India, and it's huh. it, it, it's like three hours long. So get ready, okay. So, <laughs> so pack it in. Um, but it is a story about, uh, you know, like when India was like ruled by England, and yeah. and uh, it's it's basically this whole kind of huh. mythical hero fighting against you know the oppressive this one certain aspect of stuff happening it's like this one very localized story but about like trying to you know free india and and it's it's really weird it's very at some points it's like kind of crouching tiger hidden dragony like the way the way people are fighting and it's all everyone's doing these massive uh insane things yeah but with no you know, they don't have any powers or anything. Sure, right. It's just that this right. is how we're, we're telling the <laughs> making story. the spectacle of, of yeah. this thing or whatever. And it's this very huh. weird, like, sort of convoluted story about... It, it's, like, about these two guys. And one guy is, like, this bad guy and the other guy's a good guy. And then it's, like, back and forth. And maybe he's not really a bad guy and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, it's, like, there's all this stuff going from like the villages to Delhi to where the British are ruling and, you know, on and on and on. And, uh, and I'm not going to go too much into it, but it's really good. Right. But it's really weird. Like if you can't watch it, you can't watch it. Right. Right. Because it's, it's like watching crouching tiger, hidden dragon and a Marx brothers movie. You know, it's like, there's, there's all this action happening. Then the next thing you know, there's like an eight-minute dance number where <laughs> where everybody, right. where it's a huge, you know, Bollywood production dance yeah. thing. Yeah. And then it's like none of it makes any sense necessarily. And then they're all flying around and they have superpowers, except they don't right. kind of stuff. Right. 
So it's it's kind of like just this weirdness on top of weirdness on top of weirdness, but it's really kind of awesome. And the two main guys in it are great, but you really, really have to just, you know, kind of surrender yourself to it right. and go, you know, can I yeah, right. appreciate this and, and get something out of it? Because maybe not. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's not for everybody. It's not it's, for everyone. It's, That's cool. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. If from the wrong, I guess, perspective or from a perspective that, you know, doesn't want anything to do with it. Like right. it, it's weird. It's huh. got weird stuff going on. Yeah. Which is the same as, you know, like crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Yeah. Like some people love it and some people go, right. I, I'm I not real this. interested the, in this. Right. <laughs> people don't, people can't do that. Right. You know? And you're like, okay. And, uh, and, and I don't know, I'm kind of one of them. So nothing, to, yeah, right. <laughs> nothing, nothing against, against them. It, right. If you're going to fly around, I want yeah. there to be a reason you're flying around, <laughs> not just right. like look at the right. uh, spectacle I'm showing or yeah. whatever. Anyway, um, but that's R- a real, that's R- a really good movie. And it's one of those where it's kind of lucky, luckily, luckily it's on Netflix. Uh, so you can like stop. Right. right? Cause, yeah. it's, Cause it's like three hours and five minutes. And even though I liked it, right, yeah. I didn't think it was like, you know, 10, right? but I liked it. It was probably, I mean, I'd say like eight, eight and a half, maybe. It's good. I mean, it, like it's, it's really, really yeah. good. But even I was like for a while going, oh my God, like right. how long is it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and some of the parts really are kind of like, uh, how the hell long do I have to watch this? Right. <laughs> Like I get it already. Yeah, it's like you're watching a Marx Brothers movie, right? And and uh, we make all of Harpo's and and Chico's parts where they just start playing the harp or the piano right. like five times as long. And you're like, I mean, okay, right. he can play the piano, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so there's that. Check that out. And then another one that uh, I've been meaning to mention, uh, and I keep forgetting about it is um on Britbox actually and it's a movie Ooh, called uh, why didn't they ask evans it's new it's an agatha christie movie it's yeah. directed by hugh laurie it's got uh, will poulter and lucy boynton in it and it is and i'll tell you right uh, i'm gonna just you know engage my bias right, right. i don't like will poulter and i don't really know why right. i just i just don't <laughs> like it and it's an not instinct. necessarily that he's not a good actor. I think that uh, what happened is I saw him being the bad guy right. in a couple of things early on. Yeah. And he was such a bad, bad guy. Yeah. Right? Like, it was whatever whatever he was in. I don't even remember. But I just I have these vague memories, right, of him just being like so caricaturishly like haha i'm the bad guy or whatever and i and i just don't really like him right right? and when he's in something i'm like yeah whatever right yeah right and uh and it was really good now it's like technically not a movie i guess because it's kind of like it's like a mini series isn't it right um but i think it's only like actually like three long maybe maybe it's oh wow yeah. More than that, I'm you know I I don't remember exactly, um, because at this point it's like a couple of months ago that I watched it, but right. it's really really good, and everyone in it is really good. It it made me think kind of uh like. 
being an Altman type thing, right? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I don't know. I won't even bore everyone with lots of Altman stuff, but it just felt yeah. like sort of like Altman that might feel have to made it, it right? Yeah. And it's, um, like I said, it's directed by Hugh Laurie, who theoretically will say knows what he's doing. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a cool story uh, to begin with. And it's, uh, I feel like it's really an adaptation made by somebody who just like loves this cool story yeah. and, you know, isn't trying to make this giant blockbuster or, right. you know, whatever. Right. Anyway, but interesting, it, but that yeah. one's really cool. I don't uh, hear Britpop so come it. up much. No. You know, I mean, maybe that's because we're not in Britain, but I just still don't hear Britbox. I, every once in a while, someone will say, hey, this is on Britbox. I'm like, right. man, that's still around. Right. Like, not in a condescending way, but yeah, like, no, it's just I'll tell it's you out though, of my memory uh, of things. If uh, there's Britbox, right, and there's Acorn, and they're like yeah. the two things where basically they are the competing, try to get all kinds of like British television. Yeah. And then some stuff from other places too, right? Like uh, depending on which one you're looking at, uh, they will have some things from like, say, you know, Ireland or yeah. Sweden or Australia or, you know, whatever. They have like European a, a variety of things. <laughs> they are both worth the money. They are, That's cool. I, I think, right? They are, yeah. they are oh, both nice. really cool. And they both have some original things yeah right but they also just have you know the really cool shows that are just from right. britain that you're not going to see otherwise yeah and a lot of them are really cool and they have nice. you know they have if you're into that sort of thing they have the added benefit of they'll have you know older stuff that they have you can watch all the oh, seasons right. or you know the doctor who is yeah. on <laughs> one of them i sure. think and uh uh, even like Canadian stuff, like Acorn has uh, some Canadian stuff and they have like Murdoch mysteries and, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. But anyway, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any more of that. And we need to get money from them. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so a free first we got, yeah, senior year. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is Rebel Wilson movie. <laughs> and it is the uh, she is like the high school cheerleader. You, we get to see a bit of it at the beginning um, yeah. before like uh, they kick off. They they have not a horrible establishment period where we get to see uh, her being her regular age and she's in high school. And yeah. she's obviously got like the other uh, cheerleader that she's up against. And she's, yeah. you know, basically like fairly vapid teenage cheerleader sure. person, right? Yeah. And uh and then she has this accident doing a cheer thing and then she's in a coma for <laughs> like I don't 20 years. I think it's 20 years. <laughs> and yeah. uh and then she wakes up now and now she has to go right back to her life Readjust or and whatever. And uh and you know so then she has to reconnect with her <laughs> rival and her high school sweetheart and oh, right. yeah. and she wants to have prom she wants to go graduate from school yada yada whatever and uh you know so she wakes up and now she's young but in an old person's body and has to deal right. with the fact that this is how old you are now go right and hilarity ensues uh and i uh you know for me this was like the worst of all possible worlds <laughs> in 
in making a a fairly goofy comedy type thing, right? Because uh, there's a certain sense in which, like, if this movie were worse, it had been better for me, right? right? Because maybe it would have at least been funny. Right, <laughs> because Ooh, it's supposed to be because a it's just not. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not funny. I mean, it's not funny to me anyway. And not only is it not funny, but there were such huge amounts of time in in the run of this that I just was bored. Yeah, I mean, Ouch. this movie, no matter what it does, right? I shouldn't be bored about it, right? Uh, I like right. if this movie would have done stuff that I'm like, ah, oh, that's awful. But I at least wouldn't have been bored. Right. <laughs> like right. there would have been something happening yeah, that I right. didn't like <laughs> and it would have been there for, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So there were like a few moments that I thought were OK in it and everything. But other than that, it's just it's so bland and the comedy in it is so uh, like I didn't have. There was nothing in this movie that I reacted to. Like we have seen. Yeah. Um, so before I completely start babbling, um, I I give it a three, right? Huh. I give it like uh, I give it a break on having a an effort. Um, it and it it was almost like it would have had to been trying to do something and failing to get like a worse grade yeah. or something. You know what I mean? But it was just it was so. Bad, but it's like a very generous three, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, uh, you know, going through the movie, there was so much of it that it just wasn't trying. And uh, I don't know. I'm not going to just completely keep babbling about the movie. Um, but I will say that Rebel Wilson is, for me anyway, like weirdly distracting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's had a lot of work done and does not look related to herself, which, you know, I guess is fine if that's what you want to do or whatever. But there were times watching the movie, and I told you about this before, that yeah. uh, it, like if you it, if you lose focus for a second, you're not completely paying attention, it, it makes you think that there's like some other actress and they're dubbing Rebel Wilson's voice on her. Like right. it's really, like she just doesn't look anything like her. And it's kind of distracting. It's not really like, good or bad and now the movie's worse or whatever but yeah it, it's, well it's a visual medium it, it's and weird it, it's right? strange anyway. yeah. uh so i give it a three and it's lucky to get it i i was just gonna say i think you could probably talk me into giving it a three i, I gave it a two and it it wasn't because you you know, didn't spoil the well for me i don't think either of us the, here here's at least the angle i'll come at it from i'm not a rebel wilson fan i think that when i enjoy rebel wilson's um performances aren't necessarily whenever i whenever i enjoy rebel wilson on screen it's almost always in some sort of an accommodating or a supportive role not a starring right, thing yeah, yeah. i find like the i, I cuz i was thinking of this you know when i was watching the film and really not enjoying it like i didn't hate it outright but it didn't do anything oppressive enough to make me hate it it's just boring and unfunny and it's too long i mean it's just under two hours and to tell this kind of story you don't need more than 90 minutes truly to go through the easy 
obviously cliche things that we've seen in Freaky Friday or whatever. And it's not a body swapping thing, except it is. She except, swaps body right, with herself. Right. You know, again, what you have is mom is suddenly the teen. You just only have one and the half teen, of the movie, right, but it's it, the same. But it's the same premise. Okay. Right. So, it, and it's not that I found that the stuff that she has to go through as far as a situation wasn't believable because you could argue that people do. It kind of was. People do go into a coma for a long time. They wake up and then they got to adjust. Boy, what a weird 20 year window to try to adjust into where cell phones and tech and politics and everything has made the world very different than it was 20 years ago. So there's a lot of really interesting material to mine, even for a comedy that isn't very funny. Right. But it didn't seem to do anything except do what I find loathsome. And again, I'm circling back to my own sort of disclaimer here, which is I'm coming at this from not being a Rebel Wilson fan and not enjoying her outside of things that aren't like in Jojo Rabbit, where she's really in the background. And in that, she's hilarious. She's always saying funny stuff. I just found her to be not of personally, not of the caliber to let off the creative chain the way that you would a Robin Williams when he was around, a Jim Carrey, uh, Steve Carell. Like you just, you don't let this person riff and mug for the camera and do things because they're not that good at it. Right. But again, if you're a Rebel Wilson fan, maybe this is entirely up your alley. This has to be I concede for someone who I famously, you know, didn't like the Monty Python films or I didn't enjoy Mr. Bean the way other people I know did. If you like it, you probably will really dig this thing. And it's probably just a fun two hour vehicle for a comedian that you really enjoy. For someone who's neutral or negative, it it doesn't lift any heavy object at all to yeah, try it's got to convince you. To do for you at all. Yeah. It, and it all it does is Again, I, I echo, it's kind of strange to look at her now, not just because she's lost weight and made choices. That's fine for her life. I, I don't care, but it she's an actress. And it makes it strange to watch the scenes that she's in because it sort of looks like she's a CGI version of somebody. You know, I, the, To stick to things that are more reasonable instead of me picking on her appearances, which, you know, is a weird well to go down, it's just... The plot is lumbersome. It, it's not that funny. Everybody seems to think they're in a different movie than her. And when they're actually on the same page at the same time, it starts to be like a genuine attempt. And then she ruins it by making some weird blah face or overreacting an action. And it just kept pushing me out of any realm of having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like you kind of hit on something when you're talking about her being in Jojo Rabbit because she is really good in that. She's great. And when she's you know? in other things where she doesn't have a real big role, yeah. she is she is really good. Um like like we both just said she's great in that. I think she's really good at delivery. Yes. Right? I don't think she's good at knowing what's funny. Right. And uh, and yep. now if she's in this movie She's got to deliver things, right? But she's delivering things that I guess she thinks are funny. Right, yeah. And they're not funny, and so she's delivering them. And it is really weird to, like, think about how, you know, that can go wrong. Like, if you imagine Jojo Rabbit, uh, all the parts that she's in where she's doing really funny things and delivering them well, but, like, 
now imagine if she wrote it. Like, what right. would she think was funny to right. do right here? Right. And how different would that movie end up being or whatever? Because it's just not funny. All the stuff in this movie... And, and you know, the weird thing is you could take this script, I think, right? Yeah. And give it to someone who's funny. Yeah. And have them rework all the stuff. And you'd have a hilarious movie. Sure. Right? Yep. Because this movie... Uh, all the stuff that happens is it's kind of like what's funny is I'm just going to present this thing to you. Right. And now here's this. And that's funny. Right. When we have like the high school where they have like the cheerleaders who are, you know, so far to being politically correct. Right. That they don't even actually cheer anymore or whatever. You know, that's like a gold mine. Right. That right. we don't do anything. Don't with. mind it it's at like all. It's like we yep. just go look at the fact that there's a gold mine there, yeah. and then expect everyone to say this is hilarious. Right? They don't do anything that's funny. Yeah. The people who are involved in, uh, you know, her friend who's now the principal, right? Who has you know overly PC'd the whole school, right? So that we don't, you know, we don't have anything. It's basically just like very common gag about being pc where right. uh you know not only do we don't even have everyone gets a participation trophy right we just don't even have things no competition <laughs> right we you know, right yeah we only have we'll take it to another degree right we yeah. only have uh collaborative uh yeah right encounters yeah, right, right. with other people or whatever so now we have a cheer squad right that just uh you know, voices support for causes. Right. Yeah. They, yeah, they don't right. cheer oh, for yeah. the football team. See, that could have been fun. Well, there's, yeah, there's like a million things you could do with that yeah. to actually make it funny. Yeah. It's almost like, and I mean, this is like horrible, um, especially because <laughs> I've only seen this movie like a jillion years ago when it came out. Right. But it's almost like if you took super bad. Yeah. And then had someone who's not at all funny. Right. Basically, just like look at things, right? But not actually do funny things with right. them, right? right? Like, you know, you got like the famous, uh, you know, ID scene, yeah, the McLovin, right? Thing. Yeah, and <laughs> it was just like you just had somebody talking about how last week somebody got a dumb ID card, right? But didn't actually make that scene around it, right? Or have right. them, you know, talk and interact with each other. And it's like the same thing in this. You've got all these cheerleaders, and they just basically kind of demonstrate what they do. Yeah. This this is what we think about this, but they don't actually have any scenes where they do funny things about it. Right. They don't. Right. Yep. They don't get into it, and then you just have her, uh, you know, doing things like uh, being amazed that her mom has a phone. Right. You know, like because yeah. there weren't cell phones or whatever. And she just does stuff like that over and over. Yeah. Like, this is the way the world works now. And there's not even a funny thing about it. Right. Right. She gets in the car with her parents. Her mom has an iPhone or whatever. And she's like, Whoa, do you have like a right. miniature TV <laughs> thing? Right. And then that's it. There's no joke about that's, it. Yeah. There's just look, look at how weird this is now because yeah. she's out of place. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah. I don't even I don't even know where to go with that right. as that's what you think is funny, right? It's just like look at this, it, look at that, yeah. whatever. It it really is like if you could is. read the cliff notes of this script, yeah, 
and laugh your ass off. Right. <laughs> because right. somebody basically related the humorous situation, right? right? It's like if you really read a screenplay, right? And at the beginning of it, I mean, I'm going uh, a little weird for probably movie criticism, but if you read the script and like at the beginning of the block, there's just a description of the scene and then there's all the dialogue, right? Yeah. And you just took all the dialogue out and read all the descriptions of the scenes and thought, this is hilarious and now I'm entertained. Right. Then maybe you'll like this movie. Then you might like the film. (laughs) No, you you know, I just looked real quick because I'm like, was this R? Because you're right. It would have maybe been better watered down to even being, I mean, PG-13 is one thing, but even if it was PG, the semantic way of going about what they really thought they should have been doing might have been better. But I, I was rem- I was reminded when you started bringing up the example of like, there's a great moment when they all sit down and she's back to school for lunch. And she's like, well, where's the cool kids table? And her n- new young friend is like, well, we all sit at one big table because right. if there's one table, well, we're all at the same table. Right. And her reaction, though it is mugging and overreactive, is actually good starting to make this joke about you guys need to split these tables up. You're like, we can't have this social order. Because at, at its heart, what I feel like it's trying to do is be an updated version of a film that the youths, right? Because right. there's right. always more youths, haven't seen. And that's Mean Girls. Right. You know, because that has such wit and thought and careful navigation of high school experiences, how petty they are, unless you're the adults who all look bored to be there, but that's their job. Right. They're trying to be a prom queen, you know, and but it actually is subversive on the idea because that's what made Tina Fey clever. As Tina Fey, she looks at something, he's like, well, here's the humor, but here's the social thoughts too. This film is just like, well, Rebel, what do you want to do? And like you said, Rebel's like, well, I think this is funny. And everyone's like, okay, let's film it because you're the star here. You know, no one bills over her. And and then it also has all this stuff that it does, and then it doesn't even do anything with it. Uh, I mean, which is, I guess, the same thing I was saying before, but in like another, at another level, right? Because they have the big table yeah and everyone's like oh we don't have that because you know then the popular kids want to sit with the popular kids and we just eliminate that problem altogether by just having right all one table no prom no suggestion no celebration of the prom king and queen and all that stuff yeah and then like a second later the really popular girl walks by and they're (laughs) like oh she would never talk to me she's the really popular girl and it's like, oh, huh, see how it is. Right. And they don't do anything right. with it. Because there's the, uh, yeah, there's the rub. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, and you've got, uh, you know, the girl who's, uh, well, her, I, I guess the woman, right, who, at various points in the movie, who's her friend. Right. Who was what we see at the beginning, and then she becomes principal. So right. she's like, now I can make the school the way that I want it to. And all she talks about is how awesome it is, because look how the school is the way that I want it to be. Right. And then you talk to her for a couple of minutes and she's like, well, I mean, actually it's all wrong. Right. And they don't do anything with that. Uh, They barely even mention it. It's weirdly frustrating. Yeah. Uh, You know, you said it, maybe there's something here that is a good film that would have just had a better pass on the paper, but I got a feeling even the stuff on paper was basically what we saw. It's just, well, Rebel Wilson, she's here. Let's let her do what Melissa McCarthy would do or anybody else it doesn't have to be women that are making these films and weird choices it could be anybody 
you haven't gotten to that point. But I guess, I guess if I say you haven't gotten to the point where you get to make those ad lib choices, maybe it's just because I'm not a Rebel Wilson fan. Yeah. You know, for someone who is, and strangely, I don't know that I know anybody who is, so I can't actually say, what'd you think of senior year? And they're like, oh, great, man. Hell of a vehicle. To me, that's like watching Jim Varney do an Ernest film and be like, he's not really stretching. That's just right. for people that like the character. <laughs> right. You dig Ernest P. Worrell, you're going to think any of these Ernest films are a riot. I don't, and therefore I didn't. Right. So that's right. where I'm at. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, we'll move on to the other movie real quick here. Uh, but I think, too, like, you know, you mentioned Melissa McCarthy. And, you know, it really just makes me think of Melissa McCarthy, me too. too. Because, uh, like, you know, if you see Rebel Wilson in a role where she's in it long enough, right, or, or she has more control over what's going on, yeah. right, then what's funny is that she's fast. Right. Uh, like in her older stuff, yep. just like Melissa McCarthy. You know, right. what's funny is that uh, I'm fat and I'm having to do this. Right. Well, like when she's in that, uh, she's in that movie where she's climbing through the cars. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forget what it is. I forget it is, too. Uh, thankfully, I've forgotten it. And it's, uh, it's Sandra Bullock, though, right? right. Is it's, it the uh, heat? Uh, yeah, something like God. that. I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, you know, what's funny about this situation is that I'm fat and I have to do it. Right. Or now or watch me. What's what's funny about it is, oh, look at the struggle right. that I'm in because I'm fat. Ha ha. And, right. and it's really like a weird kind of like laugh at me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to a certain extent, if you do it right, like self-deprecating and it's funny or whatever. But if you watch Rebel Wilson, it's like really the longer she's in something, what's funny is that she's fat and yeah. we're like laughing at her and right. I hate it. Right. And, and now she's not. Right. So now what's funny? Right. Well, like really just looking at things is funny. Right. Right. And, and, and being, you know, I've set this up for you to just look at this situation. Yeah. And it's almost like, I don't know if you find, if you find the funny yourself, then it's funny. Right. And right. I'm like, I don't need you for that. Yeah, I can just go to a high school. <laughs> right. And go, you got Look, kids. Funny, I mean, you right? must have yeah, these stories all day. Well, I'd, I'd like to see Rebel Wilson, because I don't know. I'd like to see her try something, it, which in my mind, you know, would be kind of like a Russell Brand move, but was Melissa McCarthy in Can You Forgive Me when she played that woman, Lee, who was the forger? Like, don't don't try to make a Jim Carrey film. Right, let me let right, me see right. you do something that actually is dramatic where right. you could be you can have a moment here or there where you're just acting like whatever you want to act like but i actually think that she could pull something dramatic off if she just reined everything in maybe went like george costanza against her very basic instincts and lived everything the opposite i don't know maybe there'd be a hell of a movie in there somewhere for her but when we were talking about her, you know, briefly popping up, even even something so small as her role in Bridesmaids, where she was Kristen Wiig's right, roommate's right. girlfriend, and she was constantly just being like, so you got to move out. You know, just the delivery and the presence of those lines, that, you know, she was with heavy hitters in that film. And I thought she was funny in every scene she yeah, was in. Right. So anyway, I, I don't know. I, well, and she didn't write it. And she didn't write it. Right. Right. She just there's, another, there's another and that she, she just delivered. Delivered it, it yeah. and she was really good. So anyway, uh, so that's one to miss. Uh, yeah. so now before we uh, get too close to running out of time, uh, so men. And uh, it, theoretically, if you've seen the screeners, uh, the trailers, right? Yeah. And uh, you know anything about this movie, it's like there's a woman in the movie 
and there's a guy who plays like 10 different characters. And that's all you know, because the trailer doesn't really tell you anything. Right. Right. <laughs> the right. trailer, uh, the trailer is, uh, there's this woman and she goes to, she's in this house and I don't even know if the trailer gives you any reason to know anything about why she's in this house or like this just could be her house, but it, yeah, right. I don't think the trailer it's does a explain little, that. You know, vague on what's going on, and uh, and then this one guy is playing a lot of different roles. Yeah, and uh, he's just like harassing the hell out of her. Like right. that's <laughs> like that's all you know from the trailer. Actually, the trailer that's, that's is probably not weird. That far. Yeah, uh, the trailer is just trying to show off the fact that the guy is playing a lot of different roles. Yeah, and not giving you any idea what the movie's about. Um, she goes on vacation. Uh, she, her, her boyfriend recently committed suicide and she goes on vacation Yeah, and she, and going on vacation in this case means we rent this big ass house in this the country huge house. Yeah. And, uh, and like just chill there for a couple right. weeks and, right. uh, go on walks and, uh, get your head straight or whatever and right. just take some me time and whatever. And she's just going to hang in this house. Like that's her plan. Yeah. And uh, it's like near a little village and she sees all these different men and has these encounters with her, with them. And it's all, uh, you know, somewhat supernatural and right. whatever. Yeah. And it's the same guy playing all the guys yeah. and for whatever reason the movie wants to try to sell you on. So uh, so that's the thing. And without going too deeply into this movie, uh, I gave it a zero. <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> there is oh man there oh, is man. no movie yeah. that I will like less wow. this year this is a big statement because any movie I like less uh, like I won't see right. uh, like I I, I I won't I won't run into those movies right there will, there will probably have to surprise you there might be a worse movie they'll catch you by surprise but it will be something yeah it was something would have to completely trick me yeah uh, to see it because it would have to be uh, so bad at the start yeah. That, oh, I, yeah, right. that I would go, right. <laughs> uh, I don't want to watch that, but it's really bad. And then it would have to be a trick and be way worse. Right. Like, right. Because if there's something worse, I won't see it. Right. And I will tell you right now, <laughs> I liked, uh, this is like, you know, the comparison of zeros that we sometimes have. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and right. it's Here like, we well, this movie's zero, but is it worse than that other movie that I gave zero? Right. I liked Mother, uh, I'm glad a you brought fairly this up. serious amount better than this movie. You and you hated <laughs> and Mother. I hated that. Movie. You gave Mother a zero, yeah. if I remember right. Maybe, maybe you yeah. liked it more than I did. Uh, but. Mother had a, a, a startling number of positives compared to this movie, right? <laughs> so uh, that's my rating. I give it a zero. Man. There's not a lot of you wiggle give room here for me. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be it? Because I swoop in. I'm like, this is just one of those things where Mark admits he doesn't like and, and doesn't really <laughs> get doesn't horror like films. Movies. And let me tell you why. This is an act of absolute artistic genius. Uh, that would be fun, actually. I liked it 1.5% better than you. <laughs> um, I gave it one and a half. And, <clears throat> and that's mostly because mostly I really like Jesse Buckley. And I actually do like um, what's his name Kinnear. God, I forget the the guy's. Uh, yeah, it is uh, Rory Kinnear. And it's funny. I I only know Rory Kinnear. 
that's not true. I don't, I don't only know him. I know him best from the James Bond films. Yeah, yeah. Because he's always assisting Q, you know, and, and he's subtle, but he's very helpful in that role. And and here, here Alex Garland, whose films now I have to look at and, and really... Because he came out of the gate for me with Ex Machina. And I thought oh, that yeah. was so much fun. So strangely atmospherically creepy and just waiting for something around these tight corners of this remote house. Again, he's got some weird recurring motifs here, you know, cause ex machina is like the story set in the woods around this one house where there's something going on around the corner. Right. I thought I was in a bit of trouble cause all I saw was the initial preview for men and the trailer. Like you said, it doesn't really give tons of things away. It just sets up, a vibe and an aesthetic. I very much like the aesthetic that's happening for some of the film. Um, and that's kind of in Alex Garland's, you know, niche of storytelling, but I should have been, I should have been tipped off quicker when the allegory of all this stuff where she starts eating the apple, she's right, told right. she can't. And I'm like, come on, you guys aren't going to go like hard Eden story on me. Are right. you? And then just the clumsy and heavy-handed way that he's delivering what I'm sure he thinks is artistic and is truly pretentious, like really way over what he's really thinking he's accomplishing as far as an allegory and a metaphor and a parable with, you know, men. Sure, men is the title. There's an awful lot to discuss here if you're in a women's studies class or a gender studies class. Because maybe the best Except thing I can—I I would argue that there isn't. Well, no. Actually. See, well, that's because you're not—you're not a twenty-something-year-old, you know, sophomore who's trying to navigate the Me Too era of arguments where this could have easily have been called like, "Yes, all men," you right. know, because what it's doing is it's both to me, it feels virtue signaling, it feels absolute, just pretentious art house attempts to try to get you to come onto a side that toxic masculinity is in all these corners. The best part of this film, if there is anything there would be to at least have a discussion with someone about the failed attempt at, well, what does the symbolism mean? What, what do you think Alex Garland is really trying to convey here with the end, you know, and the repetition of masculinity being bloodily birthed over right, and over right. again to get to the demons that haunt us to, you know, initially, so I, I know I'm jumping all over cause I feel so badly about the film. Like I don't pity it. I hate it. Yeah. Like, and it's funny. I, I think that one and a half is very gracious, especially cause all it reminds me of is mother as well. Right, right. Like this really weak attempt I was fascinated in the beginning because I didn't know for sure that Rory Kinnear was playing all the roles. I thought, are they, is this me? It, are they getting enough people that look similar? Or is this like that film? I, I loved Anomalisa, you right. know, oh, yeah, where yeah. what you have here, something very distinct happens. Either Jesse Buckley's character is in this remote location and the handful of men that she sees all look alike. Now that, that makes me immediately start wondering while I'm watching the film, am I seeing this from her perspective? Like she's so damaged from her husband's abuse and, and you have to imagine that it went longer than the scene we get, but is, is this or her entire life leading to that point? Does she just see all men as basically looking the right. same 
Or did she, in a Twilight Zone kind of way, drop into this weird villa <laughs> right. where all the men look but the same? But she's not complaining about it. Right. And, she, and why she doesn't, doesn't notice so it? So my right. hackles small, like not like on a 10, but I'm at like two and I'm like, why doesn't she see all the similarities here? I'm doing a lot of heavy work for Alex Garland because of my love for Ex Machina. I forgot he did Annihilation, which I loathed for a bunch of storytelling reasons. And it comes around to find out all the things I would have enjoyed talking about this movie with you or anybody who'd seen it and could hold a fun conversation about, you know, that that, uh, thing in Anomalisa is the Fregoli uh, syndrome where you can't help but see everyone looks the same. Right. You actually think everyone's an imposter um, or, or everyone is literally the same. Um, is she not able to discern because of herself or is she in like the friggin' Twilight Zone and everybody is the same? Right. And then I start seeing the really dumb forced special effect of them trying to put Kinnear's face on like this kid. Right. And that's when it starts falling apart because even, even when she meets the vicar and he's sympathetic until he touches her leg and then he turns on her in the most passive way, you know, I'm still like, there's something here that's happening. And, and Garland does create a small sense of, foreboding but his imagery starting even even in the beginning of the film where she's on this walk and she sees this uh train tunnel and she's having fun making noises and it lost me there too because it wasn't just the uterus metaphor it wasn't just that she's having fun on her own which is great and now everything's ruined because a man shows up like i get that awesome she's trying to make a song in the tunnel that is so off key as to be creepy like the omen. Right. And she's purposefully doing it instead of doing what anyone else would do, which is maybe try to whistle something nice right. or here. But she's basically <laughs> right. one right. step away from Camp Crystal Lake going, and, and it does set up something strange, but it's just so clumsy and everything it's doing at best. Mark, I thought this is an okay student film. Yeah. And and at best, but any any instructor to any film school or any college or university that a student turned this in, you've got to lather them with a C minus and say, old ideas, clumsy, ineffective, pretentious, not artistic. Like all over the place, this thing fails. Yeah, and I think so. Like you were talking about the women's studies, and uh, and so I I disagree right about the me. whole women's studies thing because yeah. I I would argue that there isn't actually anything in here to talk about in your women's studies class because uh, this is like the equivalent of going to women's studies class for a semester and at the end uh, you know what you discover is that sometimes men hit women. And now you went to a class and and, uh, I want you to write me a 50 page paper on sometimes men, men hit women like no shit. I have to be in a college class for this. This is a whole giant, uh, really convoluted story where there is no text in this story. Yeah. There is only subtext in this movie. Like there, there is no actual story. There is only the things that we're trying to say about what we're trying to say, right. and we're not saying anything. And we're still, yeah. And when you get to the end of it, you go through all this crap, and and by the end, what you can talk about in your women's studies class is like, men are kind of not that nice all the time. Right. 
okay, that's not a thing. Right. I mean, that's not a thing to talk about. And you know, the I think the worst part about this movie is, and I, I think you get kind of like a twist in uh, Alex Garland's bizarre, I think, uh, self-defeating theory that he's working on where he wants to tell this story about men because this movie is as much about women being stupid as it is about anything that's wrong with men. Like this movie wouldn't have, this is like old Eddie Murphy joke, right? I was just going to say, get out when the house tells you to get out. All the stuff that's happening is like, there is so much in this movie where we're trying to look at how bad men are in every different way. Yeah. And they are right in all of these ways. And, you know, men are really assholes in all of these ways. And at the same time, all we're doing is talking about how stupid women are. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to watch the movie trying to convince me that this woman is really stupid. Right. Uh, I mean, it's like, I don't now I don't know what you're trying to say anymore. But you've got some premise in the back of your head that you don't realize you have right. or can't get rid of or whatever it is that the only way you can figure out to tell a story yeah. about men being bad is that women have to be stupid. Dumb. Really dumb. And and somehow permissibly forgivable, too, because I jokingly said to you when the film started, because I didn't enjoy any of the trailers we saw, and one of them is for Jordan Peele's new film, Nope which uh, everybody's gaga, almost everybody is gaga over his last couple films. They think he's very smart and creates these things. He has moments, but he is an incredibly troubled filmmaker with, with how to follow through on his premise. Here, I'm thinking also like, okay, there's a naked person in the yard. That's got to be frightening, especially if you're not because women have to be you know, the weaker sex and are intimidated. But if, if I go home and there's a naked dude in my yard, right. It, it's going to be jarring, like the especially first with what time, he does. The first time that she sees him, that's even, what I was going to say. The first time she's on a walk and okay. what she's like a few houses down right. or a few hundred okay. yards away. Cool. And she just goes, well, that Sucks. happened. Right. I'm like, I'm a, yeah. See, and that's like you were just saying, now, it's not even a woman thing. Right. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> and when I get home and there's a second weird interest, I'm like, well, Airbnbs are damned. I'm going home. Right. Or I'm going to my friend's house. Right. And or she I'm calls her friend. Right. And she calls her friend and her friend's like, really? Yeah. And she's like. What? It's just there ah, was a not guy. A thing. It's just a bird. It and hit then the even the other guy, or, it's know. like, well, we got him now. But there's yeah. so much of this stuff, yep. and it's so, it's so like actually revealing. I mean, yeah. like I really, I think ultimately this movie is about how Alex Garland is kind of an asshole. Right. How is that a interesting movie? Right. And I mean, if that's the movie you want to make. Right. I get knock yourself out, I Go guess, but that doesn't make it good. Aaron, and it's like, even the parts, you know, when she's talking to that pastor, yep. because there is actually a fair amount of the beginning of the movie that I thought was good. Yeah, me too. And I thought, really, when we got to that train tunnel, yep, w- everything became like eye rolling. Yes, right. Every quickly. everything after that that happens is like, oh my god. Right. It's really like uh, the the way 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 worse version of watching the second Matrix film, <laughs> right? <laughs> you hate Be- that film because it is you. right. Like the first Matrix film yeah. is like I 
Solid. One, I it's went great. to Philosophy 101. Yeah. I heard some stuff. What if we make a crazy movie about that, right? Yeah. And the second movie is, turns out I'm smarter than everyone. Right. And, and that's what this movie is. This right. movie is like, somehow, everything in this movie is about how I'm incredibly smart. Yeah. Uh, it's like if you really like this movie, you know, congratulations on your midsummer wallpaper See, that this you is have the other all thing. over your I house. I was gonna go there. I was gonna say, like, to me, this feels like though I haven't seen Midsummer, it feels like if Darren Aronofsky's mother or mother exclamation point, you know, had a kid at Midsummer, it would be men. <laughs> right, exactly. You and know? and that's exactly that's exactly what it is. But that pastor scene, yeah. uh, we really kind of like flipped a switch because it's such a weird and I think revealing scene where she talks to the pastor yeah. and then the pastor says something where he's clearly like, I'm an asshole and hate women. Right. 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 And you're like, and and the theory just with that scene and nothing else is like, you know what she should do is she should tell him to F off. Right. right? And then she does it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, aha, see, this is what she should do is she should tell yeah. him to F off and leave. Yep. And, you know, I don't know, not pay any attention to him, not care about right. him having those views or whatever. But she does it inside of all of the other things she does right. that are just it makes it so that it's actually just reinforcing that she's stupid more. Right. And right. he doesn't he isn't aware of that. And yeah. I swear it is the weirdest thing. It's like a weird, like white privilege argument kind of thing. You know, it's like the same uh -huh. basic thing. It's like this white privilege, uh, like misogynistic, just background view of the world Yeah, where, you know, people just, people talk about it more with like white privilege. Like you just aren't aware. Right of how you are saying things right. or or the way that you think and you think you are like making this movie that's talking all about how bad men are right. and how you know what women have to live through right uh, you know based on this conversation she has with her boyfriend just before he kills himself and yeah. it's like you know the whole thing so that we can get to the end and she can say, right. what do you want from me or right. whatever. Right. And now we've made some like stunning revelation about, right. you know, like I said, if you're in a women's studies class and what they want you to uh, analyze is some, you know, pedestrian, totally obvious statement, you'd be pissed you were in this class. That's not something that you can all just sit there and talk about yeah. and, and have that be a college course, Right. You, you don't go to women's studies class and go, uh, okay, for the next three weeks, what we're going to talk about is, uh, you know, men might be bad. Let's explore that and find out if they really yeah. are. Yeah. Really? I, I don't feel like we need to explore that. And I want my money back. You should. I, <laughs> I, I'll tell you after what my women's studies course was like. It's less uh, like what you think and... Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway hey, so, but I had plenty of women's studies. Oh, I know. Actually, but still, <laughs> but still like, you know, I don't know. We're, we're over anyway. I, I can't just tell you how strangely it wasn't disappointing because I realize now I only like 20% of Alex Garland's things. Although devs, I don't know if you've seen devs. Everybody seems to say oh, that yeah, devs yeah. is really solid. And I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just one of these guys that's it, like it is. Hit I and miss. I really like that show, but um, 
I re- uh, that's a show that it's funny because, uh, y- you know, as in the world of critics and not that everyone needs to hear this when we're going over, but you know, you watch the first couple episodes and then you review it. You can, right. you, I mean, you have to get it out. You don't you, very rarely do you get to watch like the entire show yeah. and then you review it. So I think, I think I got before the show came out, I got like three or four episodes and I, like I gave it a 10. Right? Yeah, well, it, it was good. It was good. awesome. Yeah. Right. Then after that, I got to watch the rest of it, <laughs> and yeah. and it's a weird show where like let's say for argument it's like ten episodes, yeah, uh, because I don't know how many it has off the top of my head. Like the first seven, I think, uh, were really good. The yeah. first like four or five, I thought were awesome, right? Yeah. And then and then it kind of goes downhill. And by like right. nine and ten, it's like, ugh, whatever. You made me watch that whole thing. Right. Like it's like it's just not good anymore. Yeah, that you sucks. know. But well, anyway. Uh, uh, but anyway, like you were saying, uh, everybody loves that show, and, and and it was it was a cool show. Well, he just, I mean, Alex Garland seems to have when he has a good idea and he has time to do it. I saw someone say something that was both Alex Alex Garland has an incredible voice when he's just showing you a visual. And I would say in this, certainly, I can appreciate some of them. Like, there's there's this random scene that's just supposed to be jarring of her screaming in the tub underwater. Right. And it's in the trailer. I think it's in the trailer. And you get, like, wow, this is a horror. Look at the emotion on her face. This is going to make me feel something. It's a throwaway moment. Like, it is absolutely not tied to anything in there except hey, let's drop that in because we need to spook somebody. Yeah, and you know, that's a weird thing too because I think that he does, in a certain extent, to a certain extent, have a, a good feel for visual, right? Yeah. And in in like almost the way of we're in some graduate level psychology class trying yeah. to figure out what pictures will make people feel, Yeah. right? Like right. he's, you know, he's got a good sense of it. But he goes wrong a lot too. Yeah. And yep. sometimes in this movie, it is like you can appreciate the visual work that yeah. it is happening in this movie. But I feel like he's wrong as often as he's right because right. when he's right, it's really good. When he's wrong, I'm staring at trees for a really long time. Right. And if you <clears> think <throat> you're telling me something, right, man, you are making mother because right. you think that right. you are. Uh, you think that I understand this in a way you could never understand. Right. Like if you don't think this is awesome, yeah. it's because I'm so much smarter than well, you and you can't get anything. Yeah. And then even the, the bathtub scene yeah, uh, where she's screaming, I thought that was one of the dumbest things in the movie because she's not screaming. She's just opening her mouth. Right. That's not right. what screaming looks and you're, like. And you're right. If you think you're telling me something with this, you know, you are, you're telling me how you think you're M night. Right. Like in everything you touch is Midas now, you know, it small touches in the beginning. Again, I'm, I'm going to fall back on one and a half because small things in the beginning s- sort of felt interesting when she's talking to her friend and you get a bad signal in the house, but the pixelation of the, the signal that breaks up when they're FaceTiming shows her friend to be demonic. Right. right. You know, and I'm like, and she has a second where she looks, she goes, what the heck was that? Right. And you're like, eh, tech. And I'm like, get in the car. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go somewhere other than creepy town. And and you know, uh, yeah, we got to wrap up on this too, but you know, one of the things that I think where this goes really wrong and, and you know, for for me, it's almost like, uh, I don't know why I just thought of this, but you know, it reminds me of, there's a quote by someone that I don't know who it is. I don't (laughs) remember, but 
uh, the quote is like, you know, modern art is what happens when somebody looks at a naked woman and thinks they have a better idea, right? Like, yeah. this is like modern art filmmaking that. where it's just like uh, yeah. alternating <laughs> lines of color and you go, look, art. art. And I'm like, no, <laughs> wallpaper. Right. But, right. but exactly. the, the pre- pretentiousness yeah. uh, needed to like get through making this film. Um, but the, uh, the truly weird thing, uh, I think before we, you know, uh, get rid of this movie is the ones, the things that I have liked of him, right. Are things where what's really good are the conversations. Yeah. Right. Uh, Like when he, even in devs in ex machina, when he is, uh, and, you know, not just the words, right, but right. the way people the pace, are, the t- how they're looking at each other, yeah. how they're talking to each other uh, is really, really good. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, you know, people don't really necessarily pay that much attention to as the thing that is really making this good. Yeah. Uh, and, and like in Ex Machina, it's really good. And this is like a movie where he wants to not have any conversations. Right. 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 He wants to just say things Yeah, like when she, you know, over and over again, when she's talking to the men, right. When she's talking to the pastor, it's not that I want them to have a conversation because everything is so wacky and screwy that it's not a conversation. It's not like anyone ever actually had a conversation like that because, you know, all the men are just saying the quiet part out loud. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Not having an actual conversation that a person has. Yeah. And it just messes with his abilities. Right. Yeah. It's not interesting anymore. What he's good at are, uh, I mean, among other things, but one of the things he's really good at is filming conversations that yeah. now he just demands to not do it. Right. 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 Because like I said, this whole movie is just a demand for, uh, there to only be subtext, right? Right. right. I don't. I don't have. Uh, there are no metaphors in this movie. No. That there just are the things, right? right. I don't have a guy being scary, uh, right? Yeah. I have a weird forest creature man, right. this green man who is yeah. just standing there being scary, right? right? It's like right. everything is, yeah, uh, the literal version of. You know, it's just, it's so weird, but it's horrible. But as we've mentioned, if you really like Mother and you really like Midsummer, man, Ooh, welcome to your this. new it, favorite movie. The flip side to that, I would suggest quickly, as I'm sure we're on our way out, is if you like Jesse Buckley and you want to see her portray a troubled young woman dealing with the environment and the relationships that she's having trouble with, watch The Lost Daughter. You know, when she's the flip side to Olivia right, Coleman's right. character as a younger version, like she's captivating she's very talented and i really can't wait to see her in better things the next thing better not be a jordan peele film because right then i'm out i'll tell you though and and we're gonna go both of the actors in this yeah uh i like me right? too she's re- she's really she's good. good he's really he's good. good not that they're necessarily really good in this because that's like a that's stretch unfair. almost yeah. right um but i'll be damned if i don't feel like I have to knock off something for him in the future for having made this, right? Like right. you read the script and you signed on to this. Yeah. I have questions, right. right? I mean, right. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, that's enough babbling about those. And uh, so Top Gun. Maverick, man, next week. Yeah. Next week we'll have Maverick and uh, probably a lot more streaming stuff yeah. to at least uh, at least alert you to. Right. 
thanks for <laughs> thanks for tuning yeah. in. Do not go see either, either. of these movies. God. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to AreYouScreening.Podbean.com or AreYouScreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>